Today's Braves bits. <laughs> Sorry. I, I saw you. I thought you were actually meditating there for a second. It got me really excited. Today's Braves Bits is brought to you by Aaron Boone's Looney Tunes. Do you love the swagger of Yankees coach Aaron Boone, but wish he had dipped a bit more into the Looney bin? Well, Jeremy lend me in because Aaron Boone's Looney Tunes is coming to your boob tubes this summer on Fox. Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Elmer Fudd will make sure the show isn't a dud. Too soon? Not for Boone. Check your local, your local listings for Aaron Boone's Looney Tunes, which debuts May 32nd at 8 p.m. We got some breeze bits. We got some breeze bits. They're coming in hot, so ready on hot for breeze bits. Mmm, bits. Glance. <laughs> Sorry, I was, med- I was meditating. Sorry. Wow, you're, you were in the zone. Auto zone. P-Zone, like from Pizza Hut. Great I just, whenever I hear about Aaron Boone's Looney Tunes, it just puts me in a great headspace, the app. Breathe in, breathe out. You're, you're, you're in a meditative state. Baseball relaxes me. Baseball's back. I've been watching it. Really, it really relaxes me. I miss the, the boys of summer. Relaxy taxi. Crazy taxi. Oh, y'all ready? Uh, it's out. time to make crazy money. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> y'all ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember that. No? <laughs> I don't remember the song. <laughs> Dreamcast. I love, the, I love the Dreamcast system. They had just like a great uh, compilation of games on that. It was really a Dreamcast. It absolutely was. I think I had an opportunity to choose between PlayStation 2 or Dreamcast. I played Dreamcast. A lot would say that I made the wrong choice, but I, I think the because the PlayStation has lasted longer than the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast had some great games. I would say that the Dreamcast, it, it went away, but it came back in 2019 as Brace Bits. It's a Dreamcast. Exactly. Dreamcast, Dream Team. We're all That's American. A, the Dream Podcast. <laughs> 100%. You can't be, we can't be beat. Ashamed to beat. We're dipped in. Welcome to Brace Bits, everybody. Episode 71. Episode 71, we're really into it, Lance. feel like we're firing all cylinders. feel like we've been even brazen for days. We're retired and playing golf. We're living in one of those houses in certain states where golf balls go in your backyard. And you're like, do I get mad at the golf balls going in my backyard? Or do I remember that I chose to live here? Chose to live there. You live in a development. It's arrested development. You got golf balls flying all, all over the place. I've never actually seen someone on a golf course get hit by a ball, but I'm sure it happens all the time. My brother one time said he hit his uh, father-in-law with a ball. That's tough tough sledding. Yeah. And we talked about a thing on the Patreon episode that you're, you're and and since we had the braised open that you're a big proponent of, of always being alert for being hit by balls on the course. Oh yeah. I'm not putting myself in position where it's remotely possible because I know it's going to happen at some point. So why, you got to prepare for it not to happen. Cascadia subduction zone. It makes sense. You're not jello putting yourself. In you risk. see, there is, there is earthquakes. I think it was today or yesterday. There was earthquakes in Los Angeles, smaller ones. Didn't you see it. be prepared. Didn't see it. Earthquakes scare me. Earthquake what about, snakes. What about uh, like, isn't there, doesn't Dairy Queen have, it has the blizzard, but don't they have like a quake also? I've had Quakers though. It's never, never a quake shake from Dairy Queen. But I am pro Shake. I'm pro Shaquille O'Neal. I love Shaq. Pro Shaq. Shazam. 
Shake Shack. Approaches. Can be a Shack Stack. Oh man, this is this is incredible. <laughs> episode seventy one. Who knew this would be our best episode? I think think we haven't skipped the beat. I thought episode seventy was the best, but we've already raised the bar because we're singular wireless. So we're we're March Mad. We're doing commercials for March Madness from like two thousand six to two thousand fourteen, and that's that's about it. It's it's incredible. I love when we're we're grooving like this. We have the great pep in our step. A little meal prep from a couple episodes ago. Phil Jackson said we were. I think it was from like probably episode sixty eight. We had we had a, a run of like a couple of, of weird episodes where we both were like at the end of the episode we were like, and eh, was that wasn't great. The and actress Jackson, one was really bad for me. Phil Jackson, I think that was the one. He was like, Lance, Lance is too hard on himself. You, you can't, especially you can't mid pod be like this sucks. This is he, he, the Razorbacks love it. They need it. Phil doesn't know my body. You gotta have it. He he knows your body. He knows your body better than you do. He knows your body. But we we sometimes had the same. I feel like in the pod kitchen we had the same body. That's when we're firing all cylinders. Yeah. I, I'm I'm in your body. You're in my body. Your body of one. Jesse, the body of Ventura. When if we were going to sit down for a meal, Hirsch, they'd say, "What are you a party of?" Party of one. I'd say Mario party. We're a fiesta in my pants, and it's it's only that'll be funny if they're like, "How many for for dinner tonight? Just one. We're we're, we're a unit." Randy Johnson. Slam band. Thank you, ma'am. I got through heat. Baseball's back. I find it relaxing. What about you? <laughs> I found it very, very relaxing. I feel like it really mellows me out. I love watching. You can you can pay attention to the details or you can kind of just have it on in the background. You know love what's it. turning turning me off to baseball? The Mets are supposed to be good this year. And I don't think the Mets you should you should never have expectations for the Mets. Mets are now trying to be the big big team in town. I don't I don't like it. We're like the underdog mentality. You know, they've never met expectations before. I don't think they're gonna now. And yeah, I think they're they're number two, and I proudly support the number two team in New York. But I don't care. All I could care less. Also, Stevie Cohen, I, he's, he's I, using money into him. I still think Ray Ordonez is the shortstop. Ray Ordonez is the man. Yeah, Ray Ordonez. Jose Reyes, Agardo Alfonso. Oh my God, John Holmgren. I like the Mets. A lot of people hate the Mets. I, I, if you're a Yankees fan, hate, you're supposed to hate the Mets. the Mets. They're never, they're you, never good. Do, do, do you hate the Yankees? I used to really hate the Yankees. Now I could. Now I, they're fine. I don't. I don't. Baseball. It's just tough. I feel like I like baseball. I haven't been to a game. I think I talked about this on a previous pod. I would like to go to a game but I haven't been to one and it's the best sports. It's the only live sport. I think it's the best one to, to go to, but watching on TV, it's like, it's a commitment. It's not conducive to the social media world that we live in today of constant distraction. I feel like what's great about baseball is it's tension building. Like there's a pitcher and a count and they're deciding what pitches and it's like a, a nine pitch count and what's going to happen and in this instantaneous world we live in, I feel like that stuff gets lost in translation. Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray. Definitely. 100%. Playoff baseball is a lot different than regular season, though. Regular season, you can watch it and you can kind of have a conversation going on the whole time with somebody you're watching the game with or do something else. But playoff baseball, you're either frozen or you're staring at me. I can't tell. Yeah, no. Playoff baseball, you've got to freeze because you don't want to get caught uh, stealing. You don't want to be in a pickle. Jacob's pickles. No. Off menu. 
subscribe to the Patreon. We got already gold on there. Off many episodes, Sadrina Sabonis, Elgoskis episodes on there. If you want to see video of us in our chef's whites, Lance has got the fresh, freshly clean chef's whites. You could tell I'm a dirty dog. I'm a junkyard dog. I, I, I wear these chef's whites to sleep. They're dirty. Yeah, I went to the laundromat the other day and I decided to wash the chef's whites. You had no hesitation about the buttons flying off? I didn't even think about that. There you go. You're, I'm not a button guy. You're buttoned up. I'm buttoned up, but I'm not a, a button. I'm buttoned up, but I'm buttoned down. I was trying to do something else with buttons, but it didn't really happen for me there. Did you mix the chef's whites with any colors? Do you want to get into the highlights? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Wow, Lance has Lance has got to get out of here. Lance wants to see the sunset. He's got baseball to no, watch. This is a nice day. This is one of those days where it's like people, uh, you know, when people are like, if you're at like a job or something, and people are like, "Oh, it's nice. Take advantage of the nice day." But then you're thinking to yourself, like, "I have to work at this place." <laughs> at, it's, it's one of those days. It's a nice thing to say. It's a nice day. Oh, it's so I, nice out. You, you take advantage of the night. I hope everyone takes advantage of the nice day. <laughs> also, are you going to let me not work? <laughs> yeah. But that's what we're doing now. We're not taking advantage of the nice day. We're voluntarily brazing. Yeah. And, and this is our vocation. Absolutely. And I, and I got a, a window. I can see the sun. It's, I could feel the energy of the nice day through the window. It's beautiful. You, you, uh, I think you're like Kate in this way where the nice day really ups her mood. I think you definitely, 100%. you, you feel the vibes and energy of the weather. Oh my God. I'm almost like the opposite. If it's raining, I'm pumped. It's wild. Because it's the, wild. the day doesn't give me expectations. I get stressed out when it's a nice day because the day is like, you got to make this good. If you don't make this good, there's something wrong with you. And that's why I don't think I could live in LA because it's just like, why I feel like, I don't know. I have no basis in this, but People talk about, I don't know what people talk about, but I feel like being depressed in LA, I feel like people are depressed in LA, I guess, because it's like a, a place where people are, number one. But I think it's because it's so nice out. And so when things don't go your way, this, right. is, I'm, I, this is supposed to be like the pinnacle of existence and I'm miserable. True. And it's because the weather is telling you it, it's setting the bar too high. It's, it's singular, wireless raising the bar. But the sun, it's the sun is it's just it's natural healing. It's good, it's it's literally a medicine for your skin and your body. It's, it cures my soul. But I do relate to the feeling of when it's like so nice out that it does like you have to you feel like the pressure of taking advantage of it, especially if I'm like near the beach and you and you know it's gonna be a nice day. Every second I'm not at the beach, I'm like, oh my god, I'm wasting my time. How am I not at the beach or how am I not outside sunbathing? But you can't be outside all the time, you can't be doing taking advantage of the nice day every day <laughs> rob uh rob stocky has this funny bit i don't i'm not gonna exactly do it justice but it's when people like when you don't react with the same enthusiasm of a nice day as someone else and they're like it's a nice day you're, you're not gonna go outside on a nice day <laughs> you gotta be out <laughs> yeah rob celery stocky i haven't seen that guy in a while is he still in the city he's sort of i saw him a few weeks ago actually that uh that show I did a few weeks ago, he he came by and it was actually really good to catch up. And mustard. He's not listening, but it was good to catch up, Rob. Shout out to Rob. Bob Stocky. 
Yeah. That sounds like it was a highlight of your, one of your previous weeks. You got any highlights this week? You know what, Jesse? I'm glad you asked. Glad I asked too. I'm personally not ready to get into the highlights, but I guess I'll, I'll get into them since it seems like you want to rush the episode along. I do. I want to push you to the limits, get you out of your comfort zone. If you're not ready. I know you just want to go enjoy the nice day. (laughs) Mentally you're, you're on the beach. Mentally I'm checked out. I got an early checkout. You ever, you ever get one of those in early checkout? Can I check out earlier than you want me to? I actually like doing that because <laughs> I feel like in certain, this is not indicative of all Airbnb and hotels, I guess they don't really care. Uh, but I feel like there's sometimes an expectation that you're going to take until the last minute. And it's like, your place isn't so great that I need to stay here until 11.59 a.m. And I like texting and sending a message, hey, we're all gone. And they're like, wow, this person didn't take every last advantage of this thing. And I'm like, no, I had to go drive and go to McDonald's on a rest stop. I wait to the last second. I, if I'm staying at a hotel, I'm going to ask for a late checkout. I hate I'm going to haggle them down to, if they give, give me an extra hour, if yeah. I, especially if it's an overnight, if I'm doing one night and I get there, I've already, I got there at midnight and I'm leaving at 2 a.m., give me an extra hour. No, Excuse that's the rule. Me. They tell you what it is up front. It's like if you're going to Subway and you get a meatball hero and you're like, actually, could I also have hot dogs on this? We, li- we live in a system where you got you to push everything to the limit. I'm not pushing. If you go to CVS, you grab all the bags you can and click zero. That's <laughs> QAB. Goose. Yeah. It's loose on this episode. My highlight this weekend, I really, this episode is going to be a more automobile focus than I think any of our previous episodes we've ever had. But an my highlight actually, sorry. An autobiographical. Jesse's drinking water on the pod. Plastic water. Good for the environment. <laughs> Poland Spring. You notice, what does it say on the Poland Spring bottle? What's the catchphrase? 1845, born in Maine. Yeah, so I think they must have switched their thing because remember it was like made in maine or what it means to be from maine and now it just is born and made sounds like it's not coming from maine anymore no it was born in maine but we get this from a chemical plant in detroit (laughs) it grew up and moved to la and it's depressed it's true didn't notice that well i noticed it a few years ago and i said i'm just going to use the sink could be a bit (laughs) could be a poland spring sink bit this could be a bit i i Actually, it goes into my highlight. I walked all over my new borough that I live in, uh, Brooklyn, this weekend. I on Friday night I did a show, which was great, uh, rooftop show in Williamsburg. It was cold, but it was a good show. I think I did better than the last show I did. By the end, I was like, "All right, I'm I'm back into this. I'm feeling feeling confident." but it was in Williamsburg and I walked from my apartment to Williamsburg, which is a pretty long walk. It's a schlep. But it's a schlep. I walked through South Williamsburg with all the Hasidic Jews. Shabbat Shalom. Schlepping on Shabbat slash Pesach. Mazel tov. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. I was walking through reading a bag of peanut M&Ms that I got at a gas station on the way there because I almost shit my pants. So I went to a gas station and I bought peanut uh, M&Ms and said, hey, could I use your bathroom? Bold move. Ray bold move. I had to. I would have I would have had to go on the side of the road 
call my wife to get me and cancel the show. Was this a pre-show nerves poop my pants? I usually it's just no. This is show. just what happens to me now. Got it. I did it. It was like a five mile walk, and I walked. I left my apartment. I walked, but it was a great walk. This this uh, circumstance notwithstanding, I walked through like Carroll Gardens, Borum Hill, downtown Brooklyn, Fort Greene, Clinton Hill, this weird no man's land under the BQE, South Williamsburg, and then it was great. It was like a great walk. I you always forget how great New York is. And I have been living a Manhattan-centric point of view for my time in New York. And it's nice not to do that. So that was Friday, my walk. And then Saturday, I walked down to the Brooklyn Army Terminal. I, there is a business that we're going to feature in the next Big Apple box that's in Sunset Park. So I walked down there. I was like, I'll walk again. This was a good walk yesterday. I walked. Then I had to go into Manhattan. And... I could have taken my car, but I said, it might be difficult parking in Manhattan. I'll just take the ferry. I'll go to the Brooklyn Army Terminal and take the ferry. So I walked all the way down there, took the ferry. It was great. I walked, I didn't walk by, but I, I sailed by the Statue of Liberty. Wow. And I was thinking the Statue of Liberty really is dwarfed by all the large buildings. It's not impressive anymore. Like if you didn't know what it was and you were told and you just saw it, you'd be like, what is this weird green thing in the water? It's not, a, it's not, it doesn't demand any attention, I think, I don't think. I was, I I was thinking, lady in a while. I was thinking, because the buildings around it in, in Jersey City, downtown Manhattan, they're all just so much, so much bigger. And when it was built, it was the biggest, I believe it was the biggest thing, or it was, you know, maybe there's one or two buildings that were bigger than it. And it made me think it's it's kind of a symbolic of America where the Statue of Liberty was like, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses. Now you don't see that. You just see these large luxury condos. So America is saying like, give me your stocks, your equity, your investment from Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, Wabi. The Statue of Liberty was too big to fail, it's, but it's not big enough anymore. I feel because it's, it's just cool that it's like on, it's in the water. Hudson it, River it passed, by itself. It, it passed the torch to these large buildings. It got scorched. That's definitely not something I don't think anymore. If you're a tourist coming to the city, you're like, I gotta see the Statue of Liberty. Scott's I might, it's, it's not it's it's well produced and is a good bee producer. But I would rather go see the New York Liberty than the statue at this point. They're hooping. Cheryl swoops. Rebecca Loba. Bingo. Those are great highlights. A lot of good walking. Did you, did you were you able to measure your steps? I, I don't. Do, I don't a, do that. Oh my! I love after a long day of schlepping around, being like, "How many steps did I get in?" I could. The fact that you have to quantify an experience is infuriating to me, and I'll never do the steps. I also don't always have my phone on me. Like I'm not like well, this is one common, just I guess assumption with steps. It's like your phone's like taking, telling you how many steps you're taking. That insinuates that your phone is on you. It's your it's your body. That it knows your body to the point where it's in your body. You've ingested it. It's the Moderna vaccine. Why why are we? Why is this the metric? Was your phone why does there need to be a metric? It was on me both times. Yeah. Because I, is there's been studies and data showing that ten thousand steps is great for your body. So obviously, you- it's exercise. But how do you know? You can't really measure it. I also think 9,000 9, 9, steps is good. 
walking in general is good not enough more walking is better than less walking i like to see if you if i had a long day of walking let me see how many i got i also if i did that i would need to beat it every single day so i would have to quit the podcast i'd have to stop eating we could be a christopher walking pod just moving and grooving yeah (laughs) i'd be moving and i have one question I, i can't remember Oh, I was going to come to the, the show you did on Friday, but it was very cold. From the pictures I saw that, it was a good, solid turnout. There was a solid turnout. Yeah, I was, I was shocked. Detroit. Very nice. That's great. Fantastic. People are, I'm very excited for the future of stand-up. I feel like the shows, if, even though they're not like tourist crowds, it's probably better crowds because everyone going to the shows are just excited people, to be out and about. People want to do stuff. That's the, the vibe I'm getting. People are either mentally done with the virus or they're vaccinated right yeah it's great it's fantastic they're, they're spreading joy yeah, and covid right beautiful my highlight was comedy centric as well i did an open mic have you heard of these have you, have you ever done open mic before first oh, open yeah. mic since 2020 i did i found it on there's a, a facebook group where the people are posting like shows and mics it was it was at a gym in the lower east side called con body oh yeah gym. yeah 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 it's a no, gym. My, no my con body exactly con air con body this is a gym ran by ex-convicts everyone who works at the gym has been to jail they got murderers drug dealers and the guy said they just they allow everyone anyone who's been to jail except for pedophiles no no petties no pedos Griffin. but it was it was fantastic got back to slinging some bits it was a pretty cool setup it was in like a wrestling room so it was like a padded floor they set up like chairs and on wooden planks that were like steady and somehow the lighting was cool they had like colored lights on the ceiling it was a classic open mic and i I was happy i kind of like scouted this one out because i wanted to go back to i wanted to stand up for the first time in front of like people that i don't know because i feel like I, i was pretty nervous about it um and i only knew like one or two people that I weren't that like friendly with just kind of comedy acquaintances. Yeah, comedy headnog. Exactly. Comedy eggnog. It was, it was a celebration. It was a holiday. Drew holiday. Just got a contract extension. It was a classic open mic where it was a lottery bucket started at nine. I got there at eight fifty, and I was the first one there. First one to sign up and eventually by nine o'clock started at nine ten. there was like 25 people in there i ended up going like 22nd there was there would be people that like just showed up then the guy would pick them right out of the bucket and they would go right up still with their jackets on it was classic infuriating open mic stuff but i loved it and and it went overall pretty well did four minutes did a couple new bits did some old bits firing all cylinders um did a couple of riffs on the side of the wall they have written in the gym says just do the time so i I didn't know at first that it was like a a jail gym so i thought it was like a like a hardcore open mic they're like no matter what even if you're bombing just do the time i had a little riff on that it was great great to be back in the game excited to do stand up again yeah know your know your body you're getting you're you're getting yeah getting back into the into the groove did you feel so you felt like you were dipped in again? I felt dipped in, but I did feel 
very self-conscious about doing old bits. And I feel like if there was anybody there that like I was friends with or like new like, comics that like I knew, I would be very self-conscious about doing old bits. So that's something I have to get over, but it's also motivating to write new stuff. I've noticed that of the very few things that I've done is that people are doing a mix because there's not enough, there hasn't been enough time to fully flesh out new bits. Like I tried a bunch of new stuff. I did like half and half. Um, I want to get it like milk, milk and what is half and half? That's a, that is a incredible question. I thought about that my entire life. I once asked at a restaurant, they asked, they said, do you want milk with your coffee? And then they were like, do you want whole milk? And I said, no, half and half. And they laughed at me. Because you the want entire whole- table laughed in my face. They said, <laughs> do you want whole, whole milk with your coffee? And I said, no, I want half and half. So you want half milk and half coffee? I wanted half and half. What is that? I want, I want, just do the time. <laughs> but what is half? I think half and half is like whole milk. That has like, maybe it's cut with a little bit of water it's they really with the name it's really a coup because you don't it's like saying if like a chocolate bar is like uh yeah i'll have a laptop what's the basis of reference for half and half so it's got to be a reason but i always thought like half and half was like a little maybe healthier but it's not it's it's, no i think it's worse worse. for you yeah it's worse yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but i've i've transitioned to be, becoming a nut milk guy, or I'll just go black. I think almond milk. One of them is bad. Is bad. It's like a bad for the environment bad. or something. Oat milk. Cake gets oat milk. I think oat milk is, is they're better for you. But like almond milk, I think is like uh, bad for the environment or bad for someone. Bad for the bone, maybe bad to the bones. Super bad. Yeah. Yeah. That was my highlight. Yeah, Great. we had a, we had, we have an interesting episode this week, Lance. We, we're, <laughs> we do. we're throwing touchdowns from Derek Carr. We're we're zooming down Hilarity Highway. We are zooming down. We are able to zoom down Hilarity Highway. Comedy is open, and we're also able to zoom. Exactly. Or I'm able to zoom. I'm able to zoom as well. We're zooming right now. Zoom, zoom, zoom on Zoom. Broom. I didn't buy my car from Broom. We were thinking about it. But we read a few reviews that had some issues with getting license plates and things like that. So we didn't. Um, yeah, so we're doing a, a different, a little bit of a different episode this week. We're not doing a top nine. Uh, I told Phil, he, I also offered Phil the option to like write a free creative writing. <laughs> and he said he's going to take the time to, to recharge. Good for Phil. I said he knew his body. Fill me up, Buttercup. I don't think I think he's probably made himself conscious to do that, but a free writing fill would have been an absolute delight. Yeah, just, just seeing what's inside of that brain. The yeah, but, offense and work. So Jesse, you're going to be a real arbiter here. I had a real saga with my car purchasing experience. Personally, it was the worst customer experience, customer service experience I've ever had. And Huge. I wrote a review, and you're basically gonna I'm going to read it. And we'll, we'll stop. It's, it's a very long, basically it's, it's kind of a journalistic piece. I kind of just went through exactly what happened. It actually required like research, like checking emails. It, w- it was a nice um, kind of foray into like to, to real journalism. And you're going to 
and analyze it, and you're going to determine if this is posted. I'm going to be honest, Abe. I'm going to be taking notes. I'm not afraid to to play devil's advocate. I know I'm pro capitalism. I'm pro I'm pro scammers. If you got a good clean scam, you know if if you're if you're dumb enough to get scammed, you, you know you got scammed. We'll see. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. This is. I I'm kind of the same page. I feel like I'm too close to it, so I don't know if what I went through, what Kate and I went through, was is actually egregious, Sylvan, or we're just so close to the situation that we can't tell. So you're you're distance. You're socially distance. You're gonna you're gonna determine if if we're QAB for being so mad about it, or if it's if it's justified. The album, and just for clarity. This is, the, this is the worst customer service you've ever had. And are, have you ever written a review in the past? I don't think I was trying to think about it. I don't think I've ever written a negative review. I've written positive reviews for people who say, you know, hey, could you leave a review? And even if it's not like amazing, like a, a one time a broker for one of our apartments, we ended up, he was like, hey, it would really help. He wasn't, he was fine. He wasn't, Yeah. he actually was annoying on the other side when we left, but yeah, I'm always happy to. I, I'm always happy. I also in this review, I don't say anyone's name because I don't think that say I do publish it. If you look them up in like four years, if they, if they actually change and aren't like this anymore, I don't think it's fair for you know that to be held against them. You're a good guy. I, I think you should be ruthless. If they deserve it is it. just it's I, it's not it's it's just kind of what happens. All right, so I'll go. I will read it. Let's see Holy how Mac this goes. Buckle up. All right. So I start the good. We bought a pre-owned 2019 Volkswagen Jetta. The car seems solid, although we've been able to drive it for only a few weeks. The price was reasonable. The dealership is pleasant enough. The bad and downright brutal. We went to Paul Miller Volkswagen looking to buy a pre-owned car on February 13th, 2021. We were living in Manhattan and we were moving to Brooklyn two days later. Our move and our work situation necessitated us buying a car. Since Paul Miller is in New Jersey and we were registering in New York State, I called the head of our appointment and asked if this would be a problem. The general manager assured me that they were a quote, one-stop shop and could take care of the registration themselves, that they would even mail us the plates. Great, we say, avoiding the DMV would be an added bonus. So this, the, this is gonna be aside, this really did it for us because we, it was this kind of Paul Miller is, I guess, a, a larger chain of, of car dealerships. We want to buy a used car because it's, it seems just like the move. If you're buying a car, it seems like if you get a car with like 20,000 miles on it, it's less expensive, it's better, but also sometimes used car dealerships, it could be, you know, a little QAB. So this seems like the best of both worlds. They had good reviews. We did realize, oh, this is a New Jersey. This is going to be a problem. Was there ever a moment? I thought at some point you guys were going to lease a used car. Was that was that was that not true? So I'm not. I'm not this comes in later, but we knew we wanted to buy it up front. Okay. Uh, and I'm I'm like proud of the fact that you know we saved we saved money specifically for this purpose. We have a a fund basically for cars slash hopefully owning a home one day. We took out a bunch of it for uh, for a car, but I think the lease situation you end up getting it depends it, it could if you get screwed if the car doesn't end up working it's not ideal right so this at so far at this point 
you were foreshadowing the problem, but you wanted to cross it off the list and you did your due diligence. We actually, Miller confirmed that they're a one-stop shop. Yeah. We actually were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't go because this could be a problem. And I said, you know what? Let me just call them and ask if it would be a problem. They answer, no problem at all. We do this all the time. One-stop shop. When you asked that, was there, was it a very confident answer or did he said, let me me go ask a guy. He said, that's a great question. Oh, take, we do it. That's a great question. He, they're prepared for that question. Oh man. Oh yeah. They had that on the bulletin board. Like if anyone calls about registration plates, say we're a one-stop shop. We get there on Saturday, February 13th. They're generally nice and pleasant. For some reason, they have my appointment under the name Anthony. Oh no. My name is Lance. But it's all good. It's COVID and things are hard to hear over the phone. I think it's kind of funny, even when they keep doing the paperwork under the name Anthony. Our salesperson and general manager offer us models to test drive. We liked one of the cars and decided to buy it. Our salesperson was pretty straightforward, which we appreciated. He drafts up our paperwork and gives it to the finance guy. We get to the finance guy and we discover all of our paperwork to buy the car was done under the name Anthony. Again, kind of funny, but when I tell the finance guy, my name is actually Lance, he slams his desk in front of my wife and I, yells at our salesperson for messing up the name. Clearly, they don't have a good relationship. He tells us it's going to take another half an hour, though we really don't mind. Stuff like this happens. No big deal. So a slam of the desk in front of you. Oh, no. We'll keep going. Half an hour passes. We're back in the finance guy's office. His sales tactics to buy add-ons, warranties, something with tires are aggressive and off-putting, but they're nothing too alarming. He attempts to rush us through reading all the paperwork, which seemed unprofessional, but again, whatever. He didn't seem happy about the fact that we were buying the car up front instead of monthly payments. At one point, they like come in and try to do this like aggressive sales. Like you could save money if you do, if you do the payments. And I don't include this in the review, but there was definitely like everyone there was in like their fifties, and I think they saw like a young couple, and they're like these people. We could, you know, sure. We were just like no. Got it. None of this is is controversial at all. The and whole, at any point during these aggressive tactics and slamming, did you ever be like, uh, this is this feels wrong? I was just like, no. We it was it was kind of hostile. The you know, the energy was a little hostile, but I this is you know, people selling cars, salespeople, I feel like this is a tactic. Uh there was one thing he wanted us to get tires. He was like, everyone in Brooklyn, he's like 60% of people get this. I'm like, you're just making this up off the off the dome. It's like, you don't want it. Like, you know, basically insinuating that we're idiots for not buying it. But this is, this is car sales. It, it's, it's what it is. Didn't like it, but it doesn't need to be, you know, the, the 100% best experience right. in the world. Is there also, did you, were there reviews written about this place beforehand? That you we, we looked and the vast majority were positive. Got it. So that's also informed our, our going there. Sure. Uh, the whole process takes a few hours. We are excited to leave with the car fully paid for. Of course, our salesperson tries to give us our temporary registration under the name Anthony, to which the first time I more sternly say we'd appreciate if we could have a legal registration under my actual name, Lance. They do it and all is good. They ask to leave us a review. I say I'd leave a great review. Had what happened next not happened, I would have written a short and very positive five-star review, but behold the reason for this novel. So all the stuff I included before, one, I don't, it's kind of inconsequential, but it kind of sets the stage for what happens next. This whole Anthony thing is hilarious, but I know where it's going and it's, it's it takes a bad turn, but it, Anthony Parker, 
I wish your name was Anthony. Tony Parker. <laughs> so they give us a temporary registration. We buy the car on February for February 13th and it expires. The temporary registration expires on March, March 14th. Okay. And within that time, they are supposed to register our car with the New York State DMV and mail us the license plates. And again, they're a one-stop shop. They, this, is, this has all been done before. They know how to do this. Registering a car in New York, they're in New Jersey. It shouldn't be a big deal. You called Ed. You asked beforehand. Yeah. Your name's Lance, but they call you Tony. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, he also lived, the general manager lives in, in New York. So he said, I live in oh. New York. <laughs> Perfect. It makes complete sense. Yeah. A few weeks go by and we don't hear anything from our salesperson. At this point, we are still waiting for our car to be registered and be sent the permanent license plates. Initially, we figure this is normal. Our temporary registration expires on March 14th, but they said it would probably take two weeks. On the morning of March 5th, so this is a little, this is like three weeks. On the morning of March 5th, here, still hearing nothing, I decide to reach out. A few hours later, our salesperson told us that we never updated our address. To be completely fair, he had warned us that this was important. Since we were moving two days after we bought the car, we hadn't yet updated our new address with the DMV. My wife updated hers as we were sitting there talking to him on, two, on February 13th. When I went to do it the next day, there was a problem with the site through the rest of President's Day weekend. But on Tuesday morning, February 16th, after sitting on hold for one hour and 37 minutes, I was able to update my information over the phone. In New York State, you simply have to update your information with the DMV in order to register your car. So we had our information completely updated February 15th, February 16th, and it is now March 5th. So we, this adds a little bit of complication, but to me, it's not the most complicated thing in the world. We go there on February 13th. We're moving on February 15th. I don't think we're the first people who are buying a car because we're moving. I imagine this has happened before. Our salesperson says, you have to update your address with the DMV because we can't register your car if your DMV information isn't right. We say that makes sense. We'll do it right away. Kate does it while she's literally, I, while he's telling us this. How I does try Kate to, do it while, while she does it on the phone? Yeah. So in New York State, and this comes in later, in New York State, all you have to do is just update your information. You don't need a new license. You don't need a new physical on license on the website. And I tried to do it the next day and the website decided just not to work and it just like stopped working. So I had to call and do it. And I did it. It was President's Day weekend. I do it the first thing Tuesday morning when you could actually call them. And I was on hold for almost two hours, an hour and 37 minutes. That's terrible. And, but I did it and I was like, okay, this is great. We're all set. All he said was make sure to update in the next few days. So this isn't a problem. Got it. We assume he would have reached out to us if there was a problem. This is all making me nauseous. A few hours later, our salesperson, oh, I already said that, right? I'm car sick. Yeah. So we had our information completely updated February 16th and is now March 5th. Yet he tells us our information isn't updated. We oh. tell him it is and oh. has been for well over two weeks. Had we needed to notify him that we did this, we would have. But he never asked or even followed up about it. He asked us to send a copy of our licenses. As per New York state law, a new physical license isn't needed. If they simply ran our information, they would know our address was updated. Nonetheless, I send over confirmation that our addresses are updated with the DMV. Then nothing happens, doesn't respond. At this point, I realize that this issue is possibly beyond our salesperson. 
this is the salesperson who keeps saying that we're Anthony. You know, he's a little confused. He's a nice guy. I actually like this car selling tactics, but he wasn't the I'd most be a little incompetent. That's a, yeah, that's a possible interpretation. Okay. Got yes. It. This is the guy who the other guy slammed his fist because he made a mistake. But so there's three people. Anthony. There's three people. There's the general manager who's in charge. He's the guy who says it's a one-stop shop. Right. There's the salesperson, the guy who sold us our car. He's the one who keeps messing up our paperwork and he was, he was, he was kind of straightforward about it, but this, he's the one who's telling us we never update our address. Then there's the finance guy who does the paperwork and stuff. And he's the guy who got mad, slammed the desk, got aggressively it. tried to sell, sell us warranties and tires. Got it. Our salesperson actually told us like, you don't really need to do the warranties. It's kind of a ripoff. So the sales guy is that the guy kind of like befuddledly was telling you the truth, but kind of couldn't get out of his own way. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. How is it so far? This is compelling stuff, okay. but I'm very nauseous. I don't, this whole, this is, I don't, this whole process is making me not want to ever buy a car or do anything like this. Okay. <laughs> he asked us to send a copy of our licenses as per, oh, I said that already. Sorry. At this point, I realize this issue is possibly beyond our salesperson. While this is all happening, my wife brings up that our salesperson kept thinking we were moving to New Jersey, not Brooklyn, and that this could have been the reason for the confusion on his end. That in Paul Miller Volkswagen's world, I was not Lance of Brooklyn, but Anthony of New Jersey. To be fair to Paul Miller Volkswagen, Anthony from New Jersey and Lance from Brooklyn are probably pretty similar in a lot of aspects of life. The legal car registration info is not one of them. Sure. It's Saturday, March 6th now, and I called the general manager to explain the situation. I tell him that it sounds like there was a misunderstanding, and if they could just send our info to the DMV ASAP, it would be greatly appreciated because our temporary registration expires on March 14th. He says they will have to wait until Monday for their DMV clerk, but he'd call me on Monday, March 8th, and figure out what the problem is. No problem, I say. And on the phone, he's like, Okay, it sounds like there was a mistake. Well, let's figure it out. I have to wait till Monday, but let's figure it out. Got it. Okay. Kind of matter of fact about it, right? General manager's on top of it, or at least he, he makes it seem like he is. It's exactly. One-stop shop. Exactly. <laughs> one-stop shop. He doesn't call on Monday, March 8th. Oh, no. So I call them. Getting the sense that they think we messed up. So now kind of it changes. It's like, oh, this happens. People don't send it in. That type of tone. Getting the sense that they think we messed up, they say they'll send our updated information to their MV clerk, the finance guy. Now the finance guy comes in. The finance guy then calls me up and says we didn't update our address and that we needed to send over a copy of our new license. I explained to him that in New York State, you don't have to have an updated physical license to register a new car as long as your information is updated with the DMV. Since they are the ones who are the professional car salesman and not me, I find it odd that I have to explain this multiple times to them but that is neither here nor there. He doesn't seem convinced that updating our info with the New York State DMV, AKA the law is sufficient, but he says he'll send our information through. So he kind of gives us a tone of like, well, I'll try this. We'll see if it works. Meanwhile, this is no, no one-stop shop. <laughs> it is not a one-stop shop. Meanwhile, Kate find like the, the, the law, it takes literally five minutes to, to figure it out. Because we're like, oh, were we not, like, did our salesperson tell us the wrong thing or did we not do the right thing? All you got to do is update it on the New York State website. A one-stop shop would know this. 
so the finance guy says that thinks that you should have an updated license or the, the registration needs to be updated in New York. You updated your address on the New York DMV. Mm-hmm. The finance guy thinks that you need to update your license with the address. Yes. Yes. Because in New Jersey, get a whole new license. Apparently in New Jersey, you have to do this. Wow. Okay. Interesting. And he's like, you didn't do it. And we're like, yeah, because we don't live in New Jersey. I'm not Anthony. That's crazy. This is starting to get loco. On Tuesday, March 9th, I send a follow-up email confirming that they sent everything to the DMV. They tell us they sent everything to their MV clerk. It appears this is where the holdup was last time. So I email back. Great. Thank you. Great. Thank you. I'm guessing if there's any problems, we'll hear from them. So this is last time when I said the address, the clerk emailed back the sales, my, our salesperson and said, the, up, the address isn't updated. And that is likely be, because this MV clerk only had our licenses and they were different than the information on the paperwork. All our salesperson had to do was say, they updated it on the website. Right. And it would have been fine. So this clerk just didn't know and was probably doing the job there's no communication so, in-house at this exactly. point. Exactly. No there's no one talking to each other. Exactly. So it seems like we're back where shop. we were. We're back where we were. So I say, all right, well, let's make sure that this actually happens this time. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> they don't respond to my email. So oh, my man. wife follows up on Thursday, March 11th, asking if her paperwork was sent to the DMV. They don't respond to her. Oh, my God. She sends another email on Friday, March 12th. That the says the same up? thing. They do not respond to her again. Oh my God. Our temporary registration expires on March 14th. Since Chaos. we parked the car on the street in Brooklyn, we realize if we leave our car on the street with a temporary registration, we'll certainly get ticketed. Wild, wild west. It's over. We don't want to spend money on parking it in a garage. And even if we did do that, who knows if a garage would take an expired car? Also, also, who's what? Like, clearly, this is going to take a while. We're not spending hundreds of dollars on a garage. Luckily, my parents live about ninety minutes away, so I'm able to drive the car there over the weekend, and we leave it there. You had commented on this. I woke up like at seven in the morning on a Saturday and drove it out there. Long ride out. Yeah, it's also and also risky business. Could have gotten pulled over. Could have gotten. This was the day before. This was the the day day before. before. Right. Yeah, the day before it expired. Uh, relevant side note. This is a side note. Part of the car purchase was a several hundred hundred dollar paperwork fee that in part took care of them registering the car and sending us the license plate. This fee is well above what the New York State DMV charges to do it yourself, but we factored it into the overall cost of the car relative to dealerships in New York State, and the fee seemed fair enough. Plus, our salesperson said we would probably get a small amount of that fee back at the end because the whole process would probably be a little less than what they charge. This ended up happening. They gave us $52.13 back. Okay. A little bit side note to the side note. We think this is because they actually, they didn't inspect their car. We had to get in this, after we got everything, I had to go get an inspected. Gadget. A one-stop shop would assumedly inspect the car, but they can't inspect a New York car because they're in New Jersey. Oh my New York state car. It's a whole thing, right? But this, this is, is a thousand stop, thousand stop shop. We bring up the fact that since they did not follow through on their end of the bargain, i.e. register our car and send our plates on time, 
if a partial refund on the paperwork fee was possible. They act like it's beyond them to do such a thing. It is probably also important to note that if they simply gave us one or $200 back for their mistake, I would have not written any of this review. At this point, who are you corresponding with? The GM or the finance guy? Or the Everyone. Guy? They're all copied because we don't know. None of them are taking responsibility. None of them wants to seem to step up. Clearly, who's, it's who's their salesperson. Back? Who's saying no to the refund? Oh, this or- is the general manager. Okay. Not, not really saying no, just kind of not acknowledging it. Saying at one point, saying, um, asking if we, if we're doing payments, and they would have put a lien on the car, which would have been, you could. He basically said you could stop doing your payments on the car, which obviously, we just would have not done. Yeah, we would only need their permission to stop making payments if they don't give right. us the car. Right. But because the money is already in their hands, they're clearly not interested in giving it back to us in any way. And we're not asking for the whole thing. The fee is, we're at, I'm, I think $100 would be fine, $200. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. You guys fee, are me melting my chocolate. The fee that they charge is well above that number. I'm being nice and not even saying what it is. But, Mr. Feeney, this is, this is old school. <laughs> yeah. You following it? Is, it? is it clear? Is it? Am I walking through it okay? I get what's going on. It sucks, but I, get, I think I get, I get what's going on. It's now Monday, March 15th, and our temporary registration is expired. They didn't respond to my wife's last two emails, so she sends a third one. This one is pretty stern and finally gets their attention. They reach out to the MV clerk. As far as we can tell, it doesn't appear they did this at all in the entire week before. Reference those several emails where we said, hey, was this sent? The MV clerk tells us they are waiting for checks to be signed. We don't know what these are, and our finance person tells us it's something on their end, and they are very backed up. He also says in an email, quote, you can print this out and keep with your temporary registration. In the event you get pulled over, you can show the police officer we are in the process of finalizing the MV. We have not heard of any customers getting tickets. That is crazy. That's that is ridiculous. In other words, he is advising us to drive our car with an expired registration and if we have a problem, to show an officer a printout of an arbitrary email that confirms that our car is not yet registered. Let me show you a note from my mother saying that I'm a good boy. <laughs> we're we are good boys and girls. Mr. Officer, don't worry. I was just speeding, but I'm a good boy. Here's a note from my mama. I also don't bring up the fact that we park the car in the street. If we get a ticket, do they want to pay for it? A ticket for an code. expired registration in New York State could go up to $300. Whack. I feel like just at this point, you could, it's, it's harder. The situation is made harder because it places in Jersey, obviously for multi many reasons, but the fact that you can't like go there, it's not easy to just kind of swing by to like get in their face about. I feel like if, if it was around the corner, if it was like a five minute drive, it, it would have been a little bit more efficient. Obviously you guys were looking for the best place to do this, but it sucks that it's, in Jersey and you have to correspond with them over email and, and phone calls. It's only like an hour away, but we just didn't have a car that we could drive to get there. True. Because True. they, they prevented, they made sure we couldn't. If any place should get you a car, this is the place that you should have gotten the car. Uh, this is hysteric car. Overall, the lack of timely responses and the overall tone of the responses we do get gives us the sense that we're inconveniencing them by asking about our expired registration and license plates that we purchased from them. 
Still unsure if our information will actually be sent to where it needs to go, we eventually get the finance person on the phone. At this point, we're pretty fired up. Kate's pretty fired up. She basically is, has been saying like, if they're not gonna do it, could they just send us all the paperwork and we'll go to the DMV and we could do it in a day. Let me do and she your work for you. Yeah, and she basically tells this guy this, like we could do it for way less of the price you're charging. Uh, my mm -hmm. wife comments that we could have done the registration ourselves and actually got it done for way less money. The finance person starts doing what I would consider the dictionary definition of gaslighting, telling mm -hmm. her she's wrong about the fees, arguing over what are ultimately inconsequential numbers. He's just like, you know, she's saying you charge us this and actually this. And she's saying, he's like, what are you talking about? And, and he's like, oh, you're talking about this fee. And he's just like, it's very Triggered. clear that it's, you know, it's a, manipulation tactic kate says like you've been you've been really rude i forget exactly but you've been rude this whole time and he goes this whole time you know obviously someone who's you know his his death slam was was quite aggressive that's and, crazy uh obviously he's not gonna remember that but just a just very unpleasant i don't know what you know i don't know this guy's life i don't know what issues he's got i hope he's okay but interactions with us have been really really poor yikes uh i clearly you know he's like being very hostile to kate so i just take the phone and basically i say i i realize i realize i have to employ like almost like mob type tactics i say this is what i'd say to him i say well we have a problem you didn't do something that you're supposed to do so what are we going to do now <laughs> What That's, we gonna literally do what I said. That's literally what I said to him. That's my guy, Lancey. Yeah. Lancey. And then he, then he's like, he basically says like, I don't know. I'm, this is New Jersey. I don't know New York. I'm just like, I got to get my, my general, my boss on the phone. So he basically goes from like being aggressive to basically being like, I can't do anything about it. This is, this is beyond my pay grade. I got to get my he boss. Punts. He punts to you. Yeah. He's questioned on all the information. Clearly doesn't know yet. He's backed into a corner, throwing jabs. He's afraid of getting whacked by Lance. Get 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 Miller on the line. One stop shot. My ass. <laughs> the general manager calls me about five hours later. So this happens oh. at like ten a.m. You would think this is a priority. He calls at like three thirty. Um. He calls me about five hours later and apologizes a bunch. This is the first time for them to. I say it appears that it's taken until now for them to realize there's a problem or even admit that they were at all at fault. This is the first time this guy says, like, I'm sorry. Uh, we messed up, whatever. Okay. And says, basically, doesn't say anything. Basically being like, we're going to get this done as fast as we can. Got it. Not really doing anything, but at least, at least, at least, at least admitting fault, at least, at least owning up to. Because at this point, can you guys feel crazy? It's, it's been there. Because at this point, Kate's, very gifted with these emails it's insinuating basically that if they don't do this quickly that we're going to take it further sure. through like a lawsuit or something which i think at this point we would be you know we didn't want to do that obviously but if it got to the point where they actually just didn't do it we would have done it right but anyway so on wednesday so they don't respond the next day at all um but on wednesday morning march 17th i emailed them again asking if our information was sent to the dmv they don't respond. Oh, no. I send another email six hours later. This time they do respond. It appears it took the second email and over two days for them to finally follow up back with the MV clerk to see what the status with the checks were from Monday. 
They say it's now at the plating service and everything should take about two weeks. Oh. Finally, we make progress. So it was sent where it needs to go, finally. But at this point, I mean, that that's all sounds good, but do you trust them that that's actually true? No. That's but it's, it's, yeah. The entire yeah, next take, week. Take them for their word. So, but at this point, I realize if they don't actually do it, like we could check on the site if our car is registered. Okay. So we realize that if they don't actually do it, then they're probably committing fraud. So they kind of have to, they have to do it basically. Sure. Right. Otherwise yeah. they're committing fraud and that's a larger, much larger problem for them than not doing our car. Sure. Um, the entire next week, they don't follow up at all. But during that week, I'm able to see on the New York state DMV site that our car is registered. So like that next Wednesday, I check it every day. And finally it says like, there's a car registered to your name. Wow. Progress is made. However, we still can't drive our car because we don't have the license plates. Right. On Monday, March 29th, I get a call from the general manager saying that they finally have our plates, that they're going to FedEx them and they will arrive on Wednesday, March 31st. Tell me they're overnighting them. Tell me this guy is at least overnighting these. So our salesperson said initially that they overnight them. He does not. This is actually, this is the call I get during, was it the last episode? Yeah. Remember? Yeah, and I yeah. said, I got to yeah. take this call. Mm -hmm. This was the call. I didn't, I didn't want to argue with him. I said like, so I get the call that they arrive on Wednesday, March 31st. This is 17 days after our temporary registration expired and 46 days after purchasing our car, sapped of any sort of energy. I just tell him, thanks so much. You leave that this absurd saga is finally coming to a close. So yeah, obviously they should be overnighting them. But at this point, I am not in a position where I have the mental energy to argue. Got it. Our salesperson also tells us like in before any of this happens that they say, yeah, we have the plates and then we overnight them to you. Oh my God. I'd be worn sapped my energy too. I mean, they, they're incompetent. This is, this is wonky. Willy Wonka. Wednesday, March 31st rolls around and FedEx never comes. Oh my God. Obviously Paul Miller didn't send us a tracking number. Classic I also, Paul. so I email them. And I say, hey, FedEx didn't come. Can you send us a tracking number? The evening of March 31st, I get a call from FedEx. FedEx calls me. I answer the phone because it's just a random number, but I answer the phone. And this woman at FedEx says, hello. Uh, like, are you Lance? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, do you live at, uh, I'm not going to give out my address on the pod, but they wrote the wrong address. Oh, so my God. <laughs> our package was misdelivered. And luckily, for whatever reason, the person at this wrong address didn't accept the package. So it went back to FedEx facility. Oh, that FedEx no. saw seeing it was misdelivered, called me. And recorded the address. Yeah. Um, it appeared, so I said, it appears that Paul Miller, Volkswagen, wrote the wrong address on the package, so it was misdelivered. Luckily, due solely to the competence of the FedEx employee who recognized there was an issue, we were able to rectify Paul Miller, Volkswagen there. So... This I email them, Paul Miller at like 5.30 on Wednesday, 5.30 p.m. saying they never came. I get this call like 20 minutes later. And then right after I get this call, I tell them, like, I talked to FedEx. I, I was nice about it. I was like, it appears you guys wrote the wrong address, but we, fi we figured it out. Nothing, no response. And I said, I, I'd, I said, I would still like the tracking number at this point. I think it's the least you guys could do. Definitely. Don't respond. 10 a.m. the next day, I send another email asking for the tracking number. The general manager responds, sorry for the mix-up, then gives me the tracking number. 
then about an hour later, the next, I said, the next day, our plates finally come. Fittingly, it's April Fool's Day. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Two, and then I do at the end, TLDR. The car itself is good, which ultimately is the most important thing, but the rest is an absolute catastrophe. I don't think I've written a negative online review of anything in my life, but this felt necessary. One last thing, and they didn't tell us this at all, but we have we get this this uh, like temporary inspection thing that they extended 10 days after. Basically, we had, because of all the delays, we had one day to get our car inspected. Um before it expired. And I guess people drive around with inspired, expired inspections, but you get a ticket. Uh, so I did it at 7 a.m. like the next morning. What a catastrophe. Yeah. Hold so I don't mind like the fact that there was initially, especially that there was the initial mix up, but that they were so hostile and so a combination of incompetence and hubris or like that it wasn't their problem that it wasn't a big deal no olive branch no leeway of like oh we messed up, so let me hook up. oh of course my door is ringing yeah go get it it's not for me never is oh. probably the incompetence of the another person ringing my doorbell but it, when you're in that situation the customer is always right you should always be listening to the customer answering the customer and it feels like from the the, the first slam of, of the guy's fist, they were, and they were trying to, cause I, I've never been in a situation of going to a car dealership and then dealing with these people, car salesmen. So I, I but I've heard the kind of the stereotypes, what kind of people they could be, but this just seems like next level incompetence. It was just Overall. a combination. It was like three different like people who were like, who were mess like messing up or hostile to us in different ways. And none of them, wanted to take responsibility for it and no one seemed to communicate to anyone else. And it was, it was just, it was just not great at all. From you being Anthony Parker to them messing up your address. And none of that stuff I cared about. And at the end, like, they were like, please leave a good review. And in my mind, I was like, I mean, as long as the car is good, then great. But like some of the stuff was, it was a bit questionable, but whatever, who cares? All that matters is we get the car. But, but it seems like in the long run, the, the, their job is these little things, these little details can really set back things like this. So like them missing your, your name, not getting the address right. These little details is kind of revealing the big picture that they, they can't make a reveal Parmesan. It just got us so angry and took up so much time and mental space. Also, Kate needs like it's like we need the car. Like Kate is uh, driving out biggest, to yeah. he's driving out to Long Island to go to work. That's and the biggest bummer. You guys probably for, excited to have this car and you couldn't use it for a whole week. She stayed at my parents for a week because it was easier. My parents, luckily, my parents live twenty minutes away from where she's going to work. But in Franchise, it's listening to the WF fan <laughs> with your dad. Yeah, it's easier to it's easier to do that than to take the train and switch three times. So, uh, I I'm hundred percent on your side. I think this is review that you had that you just read it was very factual and very like, like a journalistic piece. Like you said, yeah, I but tried to I would, just say I, what happened. I would, I would, if you're, if you're going to post this on like Yelp or on like their, their website, I, I say you get more aggressive. You take out some of the, I, I would leave in like the, the slamming of the fist, the leave in the hard hitting parts of the, of like, put in all their mess ups. 
Like, I, I would hit him where it hurts. I wanted to be objective. I just want to say this is what happened. And then people could make the but decision for themselves. The best reviews, I don't think most people will read the entire review if it's that long and it has that many like actual facts. You got this guess. won't happen. But what I want, what I really want is for at least one of the three of them to read it and like just feel bad. I would, I would definitely send that thing directly to them and see what they respond. I'm sure they, they won't respond. respond to that. They're not going to respond. Send it to the better, the better business bureau. That's what we, what we are going to do. We are, we were, we, uh, we probably won't at this point, but I mean, people, people listen to the pod. There's, there'll be a bunch of people who will say, never go to this place. And uh, I think, I think, so I'm going to post this. It sounds like. I think you should definitely post, post it. it. Yeah. Or I don't know what you can get out of them. I don't want to get anything out of them at this point. But I like, don't care. It's, it's, you can weaponize this post. You need, I don't, you need I don't want it. That's you the need thing. That's to what, weaponize your words. That's what people do with this stuff. That's why I don't like it. But they just like, this is but such a last resort. This is they, like, yeah. Hopefully they'll get better from this, but, and, and also prevent, like you said, other people from falling for their, their shenanigans. But yeah. a lot of incompetence. They got to get better at what they do. This is their yeah. one stop shop. I think you went a couple more extra stops than you should have. I think we went out of many stops. What a headache. But I'm glad it all eventually got figured out. But holy at, mackerel. And at the end of the day, it was only, it was a little less than three weeks of not having, but that's, you know, insurance. That's the cost of not having the car, you know. Uh, and it's also, we paid, this is what we paid for. How has the car itself been? Has there been any things that have come up on it? Not yet. I mean, we've only driven it for like three weeks. So it it passed the inspection. It seems good. I mean, it seems like it's what we paid for. And I think the price with this stuff, like, honestly, their customer service was so bad. I think it, it like, I would have rather paid like $2,500 more and not dealt with it. It was that bad. It was like that infuriating and like, so they got lucky that you paid up front. They wanted you not to pay up front at first, but it doesn't matter because it wouldn't could have probably could have since they had all your money, but they could have you could have negotiated more if you didn't pay up front. But I understand why you didn't. I don't think so because they we would have just held the payment. We would have paid him eventually. We just would have held it for a little bit. But if you weaponize the review, you say I'm going to the Better Business Bureau. I'm throwing this on Yelp. You gotta you gotta skim give me a little half and half off the top. You never know. Yeah, but then we have to deal with, like, now we don't have to deal with them ever again. And it's, it's not, they made it so dealing with them. I mean, this is like what lawsuits are. It's like some of these people are so crazy that it's, you get beaten down. Yeah. Wow. And you and Cater are very bright people. This is, they're not dealing, they're not dealing with, with schmoes. They thought, with a lawyer they thought and that, a, 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 bra- a brave chef. Yeah, they thought that they could, you know, they, they just didn't respect anything about like, I don't, I don't mind like the, you know, the ridiculous sales tactics kind of talking down to us. That's what it is. You got to sell a car. Someone might fall for that or whatever. Fine. Do what you got to do to, to make your living. But when you're inhibiting our life, then that's when, that's when I got a problem. I say, we got a problem. What are, what are we going to do? I wish, I wish there was like these phone conversations and like certain moments were like, filmed and you had like a they look they would look so bad i i the whole the whole time (laughs) i think i was as nice as one could be and they just were were terrible it's unfortunate but i feel like most times the first impression 
at, at businesses or even with just human beings in general really reveals a lot. Then oh getting, getting your name wrong from the get-go, calling you Anthony, it was the, it was the first page of a, a, a terrible book. Gordon Get-Go. They were Wall Street ripping me off. Scammers. They were too big to fail. But I'm glad you got the plates. You got the car eventually. But I, I mean, I've been, I didn't know the details, obviously, until now. But I could sense in previous episodes, certain Patreons, you were, you were going through it. You were stressed. Yeah. You were not the Zen master. Yeah. And it, I, did, it's I, like, I want it to be more scathing. I would make it more scathing. I would rip them apart. Let them know what you had to go through. They, I don't think they know how much stress. They, they know. I said what it was. It, it's, it also looks ridiculous. Uh, it's 2,000 words. It's like the amount of words to that is so absurd for review. Right. That That's what I don't think they're going to. I don't think I don't think these guys. Are gonna I don't think it. anyone will. But I just I would just like to get it out there. You should have this this piece. And then have a separate piece, that a scathing piece, where you it's the bare bones, yeah. where you really tear them apart, like a, a like a four sentence, like a paragraph of just like this is the worst parts of the story. This is like this is the most incompetent parts, just so like they can't miss it. That's like, then you give them the whole details. Kate said I should publish it on Medium, and it would go viral. Yeah, <laughs> uh, why not? Make a TikTok video. About I don't it. want it to. I just I just want I want two things. I want someone who might be thinking about going there to read this and realize that this is, this is something that happened to a customer or slash and, or I want someone to one of them three to read it or someone who's in charge of them. And very nicely, I don't, I'm not going to call them out by name. I think I let one of their names slip, but whatever. Yeah. It's Miller time. Yeah. You're going to need You're going to need a beer after this. Yeah. But I won't be able to drive after it. No, not legally. Well, what a saga, Genesis. This is this is you beat the final boss eventually. But what a what a crusade! Hopefully, it was good pod fodder. I thought it was it was definitely compelling. I think the best part to me was uh, that you got a we, we we got a problem. I would love to see you take the phone. All right, fuck you know enough is enough, Mister Miller. We because it was the only way. What that, are we gonna do about it? It was the only way that to get across to this you know they're doing essentially that tactic to us yeah but we have all the leverage exactly i've used a tactic before about uh threatening to write public reviews online and it has worked in the past and being like i didn't want to like do any sort of thing it's not i mean that's not blackmail but like i didn't want to like hold it i didn't want to do something like that it's holding them accountable i said on the phone i mean i told them on the i told them on the phone at one point like after all this, like, we can't, like, I, I was like, we can't say that we had a good experience. Yeah. We're not gonna and he, he was like, you had, he was, he was, he was like, so uh, arrogant as to say like, well, you guys had a, it was like, I know we fell off of it, but like you guys had a good experience in store. And I was like, yeah, but we don't have the car. We don't have the car we paid for it. Yeah. Cause you, you pulled the, you pulled the, the willow above my ass. What is it? What's that called? You pulled well, the, you pulled the wool above my, above my eyes. You, you pulled the wool over my ears. Wolf of Wall Street. Holy mackerel. All right. So I got an ad. It's it's for Paul Miller Volkswagen. <laughs> Perfect. Give him some free advertisement. I want to feel manipulated, gaslighted. And, uh, yeah. No, subscribe to the Patreon. For subscribe space. to the Patreon. Ari Gold. Yeah. 
Wow. Being an adult sucks. Yeah. And then it's like, but my mom actually said this. So also the, when we got our car, I also didn't, didn't mention this, but we got the plates on third. We'd also messed up our whole week last week because we were planning on getting it Wednesday, getting the place Wednesday. Remember, I still had to go to Long Island to get the car. Sure. So my mom, very nicely enough, gave us, they have three cars. Um, one of them is a Subaru that was initially for my, my brother and my sister and me. But my parent, my mom also uses it for like, she does gardening. It's like their cars are smaller. So they, they use it a lot as well. Sure. Um, so, car. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more than, you know, it's in the, it's like the work car. It's like the, it's the car for the house. We want to do some, some Ultron. They take it on trips. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, suburbs, like people, cars are people, things people have. Sure. Um, so she very nicely gave it to us. We were out there for Passover the week before, and she very nicely said, you just drive back to the city with this drop off. Also drop off my sister. You know, my sister needs to get dropped off. She got, gets the red carpet treatment. Of course. Um, and then when you get the place, just drive it back. Um, but we had planned to do this all on Wednesday because that's when we thought we were told we were Can't getting this. Um, and then it, it like messed up. Kate had her vaccine appointment at the Brooklyn Army Terminal where I took the ferry. Different story on well, Thursday. And you kind of have to drive there because it's unless you take the ferry. But so I, I drove her there. And then from there, we drove to Long Island to get the car and then drove back. Ugh. So we didn't get it was just like a whole it, it threw the week off in such disarray. When you make plans, Anthony Miller laughs at him. Paul. Arthur. Arthur Anthony, oh, because Anthony. I'm Anthony. Arthur Miller. Death of a salesman. Death of exactly. a, a few salesmen. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I would love the result to be after this. No, after I, I don't wish I don't wish harm on any anyone involved in this, but I do hope that a lesson was learned, but I'm not confident that it will be. <laughs> I think just then having to go through it with you a little bit probably will, will make them in the future. I don't think more... to me, the way they handled it, it seemed like this was routine. So I don't know who, but their reviews are good. So I don't know what's happening. There are a few bad ones in there, but most of them are pretty good. It's tough sled. Yeah. We're, we're going to need a follow-up once, once you send this to them. Or Nothing's going to happen. They're going to, I look, sometimes there's like a, you know, a generic response, like, sorry, you had a bad experience. We strive to do our best. That's all that's going to happen. Right. Well, I think that was solid. Yeah. You want to get into some QABs? <laughs> you, you could go. I think I talked a little too much. I got a quick questionable at best. I got my, we talked about last week, I got double vaxxed up. I'm fully vaccinated. And you get this vaccination card, the class, this little piece of paper, which is it's a pretty flimsy card. So I want to get ahead of the game. I want, I've been seeing online that Staples is giving out free laminations, free lamination stations. They're laminating vaccination cards for free to the public. You go there and they'll laminate it for you. I love a laminate. My parents have gotten theirs laminated. My uncle got his laminated. Everyone's getting a laminated. You're inoculated. You're, you're laminated. So I figure I might as well. I've been nervous about just having this piece of paper out naked in my apartment. I feel like 
one of the birds might come into my apartment and fly away with it and say that they're vaccinated. Hey, that's my Moderna family. So I go to, I go to Staples in Astoria, it's about 10 minute walk. Beautiful Staples. Did you know Staples sells like water now? They have like packs of water. Now Staples is selling Staples. Is this a bit? Could be a bit. Am I, am I trying to work in a bit? It's possible. Staples, <laughs> I like it. It's a good bit. They're not only selling like Staples and, you know, pens, they're actually selling Staples. They're selling like packages of water by the, the gallons. You walk into Office Max and they're not selling people named Max. No. So I'm, I'm just blown away by Staples that, that they're laminating for free. I'm excited to be there. And I walk up. They ask me, what are you here for? I say, I've heard this great thing that you guys are doing for the public by laminating cards vaccine cards and the lady looks at me like she's got like a fear in her eyes she goes we just had an incident i i tried to laminate a guy's card it has similar to your card she examined my card it, it has two stickers on it like when i got vaccinated they they put a sticker on my my card saying the date and then and a second sticker when i got the second vaccine she said we had just had an incident a guy came and he had a sticker card as like you did and the ink uh, exploded when it tried to get laminated, and the guy was furious. He and uh, you know, there's really, I, I, I'm, it really like it shook all of us here at Staples. We're trying to do good. And she said, "What I can do for you is I can, I can make a copy of your laminated. I can make a copy of your vaccine card, and then laminate the copied version because I'm we're we're too scared to laminate the original version because of the sticker issue." And in, in theory, I, I, so I, got, I get that done. They make a copy of my vaccine card and then laminate the copy. In theory, this is fine. Like, I, I hope it's not a big deal, but it, it just feels QAB because it feels like I have a fake vaccine card. This laminated looks like a fake. I'm going to bring it somewhere. And it's like, this isn't real. This is like a, it's a copy of a vaccine card that you got laminated. I look like a, I look like a scam artist. Like I'm like an underage vaccine kid trying to get into places with my, a fake vaccine card. I'm just trying to do good, trying to be ahead of the game and be proactive. I got like, so it's just QAB. This fake, they copied my, my vaccine card and laminated it. I hope moving forward, it's fine, but it feels QAB. Laminate Bargazzi. <laughs> the Tennessee kid. It's, it's just, it just felt like, such a ridiculous situation. I was, I was trying to, I've been thinking about doing it. I kind of went out of my way to go to Staples. And it's after, uh, after my review of the car place, I have no sympathy for a person <laughs> working somewhere who tried to help you. So I see where you're coming from, but they're doing you a favor and they're right, they didn't not ruin trying to, they're not, it'd be worse if they ruined their card, if your card. So what's worse, right. having your card ruined or having a, a fake, vaccine card but that's real but you could all go to a frame store get it framed or something <laughs> i might have to do that yeah I might have to get it framed i am very grateful i that that would be the worst feeling if they'd like ruin my vaccine card i can't imagine most like places I, wouldn't care like talk every you know this car situation notwithstanding i feel like there's so many customer service interactions we talk about on this pod the guy who made your salad and put tomatoes right. in it Right. That guy would have just done, he wouldn't have even told you what just happened. Would have just said, oh, let's see if this works. Let's roll the dice. This person was nice enough to, to warn you and to say, the wor- I'm going to ensure that the worst possible outcome doesn't happen. Right. 
I that do you came that. here and the worst thing that happens is you leave in the same situation you were in right. maybe even slightly improved maybe just bring them both and that, that that that's what i was thinking yeah. that kind of defeats the purpose i might just start using the original or just like walking around with the original if i whenever i'm going to a place that needs a vaccine card and if something happens to that i'll at least have the backup why don't you just get um you know like from when baseball cards were popular like, uh, yeah those things but i think this is a little too big it doesn't really fit into that but they, that's what they should have given us when you got vaccinated i'm sure you could find if you like search on uh staples the website I was gonna say Amazon, but I hate Amazon. So it's a good state, but you you can find it. Staples is a lot of good stuff. This is this, anyway, there's this definitely is, actually you know where you could definitely find this. Um, it's this we order a lot of big Apple box stuff on Uline. It's U the letter U L I N E. It'd probably be it probably cost you more than you want to pay because they do like bulk stuff. Yeah. Um, but you could definitely find like some sort of casing where you could put it put it in, and they'll ship to you the next day. Got it. Yeah. I just, I, I get it. It's, it's no biggie. It's just now it's like I, I have like an added, if I bring this fake one around. I'm actually a, uh, I'm actually a veteran of getting things laminated at Staples. I can see that. It's a great, when, it's a great feeling. You feel like a real my, adult. My, uh, the tours I give, a lot of times I have printouts of pictures and I print them out, but you can't just have a piece of paper. So I go to Staples and get them laminated. They do a great job. It costs like $3 per page or something. It, it seems like they could really charge more, but they don't. Exactly. That was overall, easy. That was easy. <laughs> and it was cheesy. And they're doing a good deed. They're going to, it's, they're doing free laminations. It, it took them, it took, it took her like 12 minutes to do. It wasn't easy. It wasn't a quick job doing it for free. Shout out to Staples. If you ever need a water or lamination, stop by. I'm pro staple. I think they're a staple of our community. The big maple staple. Get some syrup on that. Yeah. One time there was a Staples and a Borders and an Office Max. So Staples, Borders, Office Max. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of office goods. There's a lot of goods in there. A lot of pens. Yeah. My QAB is, I mean, I had one just before, but the... That wasn't questionable. That was, <laughs> I was. I really didn't know because they acted like it was such not a big deal. I thought you might say, "Ah, oh, registration expires. Who cares?" But That's it was a combination they... of that and that they were just so awful. It was a combination of both those things. There's nothing worse when they're awful and not being aware of being awful. Also, you know, I think they were. I don't know, but anyway, we're, we could move on. Move on. Move on. My QAB is a self-inflicted one. So whenever we go to my father-in-law's to have dinner, which is fairly often, he ends the dinner with, uh, we have dessert and he makes espresso. It's very nice. He puts like a little lemon uh, peel in it. Oh, I love this And it's delicious. It's such a great way to end. Classy. Yeah, it's classy. He has great, uh, he has a great machine, high quality espresso. The, um, he has like espresso cups with like the saucer. Do you just mm. feel you just feel like, feel like you're in Italy? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm overlooking uh Yorkville, maybe see Phil Jackson's body through the window. Oh my god, you the Zen master looking down on Arturo's. Yeah. That's the good life. Yeah. But I've noticed within oh, no. the past year, 
And I think it's because my sleep schedule has changed. I realized there were nights where I couldn't go to sleep and just couldn't do it at all. And I realized, you know, did a, a loose investigation, realized that it's having these espressos at like 9 p.m. Here it is. Here it is. And I'm in a dilemma because it's such a great, pleasant experience. Also, as the son-in-law, you don't want to be the guy who's saying, no, I don't want this. But he wouldn't care. He wouldn't care at all. And there are times, Kate oftentimes has tea. I could easily jump on the tea train. I have jumped on the tea train before. But the allure of the espresso, 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 I'm like a- Express yourself. Yeah. The lore of it is so strong. Lure fish bar. It's an expensive sushi restaurant in Soho. You're luring me in. Lore Michaels. Laurel and Hardy. Laurel Gramatsky High School. Lauren Graham, Gilmore Girls. I, it, it's so strong that I, you know, I can't say no. And last night I had one and I didn't go to sleep until like, I don't even know what I like. I'm running on like three hours of sleep. Couldn't go to sleep. Fumes. Every time like there is on Sunday nights, the garbage and recycling trucks, they woke me up. There was some noise outside at some point. Usually I just sleep through. I had, I also, my dreams, I never remember my dreams. And I realized when I have these espresso, now I remember my dreams. I'm just like, I, it, it started the week. It's such a pleasant experience, but it started the week for me off on the wrong foot. And it's easily something I could not do but it's also so great. So what do I do? Fruit by the foot. I have a solution for you. You're not going to like it, but I know not decaf. You got to go. I don't know. You're going over to Kate's father and is he usually cooking a meal or is he ordering in? It's uh, often cook. It's usually cooking, but it could be ordering in. And let me ask this. I probably know the answer to it. Are you guys doing any boozing? Not really. No. Now, I say, if you I wanna, actually, you know what? That actually might be it. When I stopped boozing, that's when, when it. That's if, when if it you want to continue to incorporate the espresso. You got to become a full blown booze bag. But in this, you could do it an easy way. You bring over a nice bottle of wine. You say, he'll, he'll booze. Yeah, usually he, me, yeah. crack open a Chianti. If you if you're able to balance you know the wine with the espresso, there's nothing better having a couple of drinks at dinner and then having espresso after. If anything, it just gives you a little perk in your step to go get home. You're not going to be up all night. Get a little tipsy. Have a get become a wine guy. Become a wino. Just whenever you go to your your father in law's place. Nothing wrong with that. I hate to give you credit. Please. You're right. Let's go. Oh, the price is right. However, I have even something better. I'm going to one up, not one up you, but poke a hole in your logic. Sure. Now that we got the car, I'm not getting boosted up. Oh. We're is driving. Kate drink? Can 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 it be a guy's night of, of boozing with the, the father-in-law and Kate the sober one? It could be, but you know, she's not drinking espresso either. You you could tell her like this is all about me. I want to appease your father by having. I don't want to say that. That's that's an angle. It's an angle. Let, you know, let me let's let me let me. This is another way of bonding. Like I think you might like this Cabernet. You you talk about grapes all the time. Grapes of wrath. I think it could be another. I think you know maybe even open up. And get you with a, into a deeper relationship with your father-in-law if you go have a couple of uh, wobbly pops inside of you both. <laughs> some, Maybe gr- some, grab a couple of tall boys. Yeah, some road sodas. It, it could be a good road. time. But it'll definitely help with your sleeping. It'll lessen the blow of the espresso. You're right. I think that kind of, it coincided. I, I thought it was when I just like started like during this pandemic, but I think it might've been a little bitter, like 
Yeah, because sometimes, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago, you'd have like a beer or two or maybe some wine. Yeah. You're right. I hate it. I hate that you're so right about this. <laughs> what an episode. What an episode. My favorite way to end an episode with you saying I'm right. David. Fantastico. And now maybe this will open you up. Maybe you'll, you'll bring a bottle of wine over and you're like, look at me. I actually we, love uh, pairing food with wines. I can see it. Yeah. I, yeah. The, but the thing with wine, though, is you really got to you got to dip yourself in. You can, but it could be a, it could be like a, a semi dip. Yeah. You do like a, an ounce of research. You look up and I can tell you a nice bottle of wine. If you tell me what kind of food you're eating, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, I like two kinds of like brands. And then you know what you like. And you won't be up all night. Know my palate. I know your body. I know what we like. And you know what? If if Kane wants a drink, maybe one time you guys take the subway. Then and you both you guys get boozed up. You go on an adventure. You'll have a nice tipsy evening. With the father-in-law. You should float that to Kate. And I'll come with. You I'll come be the with. I'll, I'll be the wacky guy. I'll, I'll be like, let's do shots. And you're like, all right, take it easy. <laughs> All right. Well, should we bring in the closer? Let's do it. Oh, I'm not going to try to puke this time. I, okay. I, took, I took the feedback. I'm going to yeah. not be whack. I want a two, two. I want two, two, three, three, four. Peeps. <laughs> peeps, peeps, peeps. Peeps, peeps, peeps. I was going to do it, but I didn't want to end on a disrespectful note. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Braze yeah. Bits, everybody. You didn't want to throw it. up, but please throw up a review for Braze Bits. Throw up a review. Subscribe to our Patreon. We got electric content coming every month. Bonus episodes, off-menu episodes. We got the goods. Thomas Edison, it's electric. Electric groove. The electric he, was, he wrote the electric slide. He did. It holds up today. It does. Yeah. Um, send us a question. We didn't do questions this week, but if you got one, you could DM us Braze Bits at Braze Bits on Instagram or um, email us at Braze Bits at Gmail. That's it, right? I think that's it. Appreciate everybody. Braze, Braze on. on, everybody. Peace.